this first story is called Ghosts Are Real. Do you think ghosts are real? Well, the man asked. The girl was lying in bed with a sheet pulled over her head. I really wish she would stop talking and be quiet, she thought. She hated scary stories about things that went in the dark. I think they are, the man continued. I think after we die, we can choose to come back. The girl clutched her teddy tight against her chest. Please, be quiet. What kind of person would do that? Come back from the dead, I mean. Do you think they would be good or bad? She squeezed her eyelids together and tightened her mouth. Why is that important? Why can't you just leave the question unasked? Personally, I'd say they were bad. Think about it. If they were good, there'd be stories like Grandmother Spirit saves family from car accident or a man who died in a forest helps lost child find their way out. Thunder boomed beyond the window to the right-hand side of the girl's bed, sending a shiver along her spine. I don't care whether they're good or bad. I just want you to stop talking about it. A heavy rain began to pelting the glass. But those aren't the kind of stories you hear about, are they? The ones you hear about are always frightening specters who meet bitter ends haunting creepy old buildings or dark tunnels. He was silent for a moment and then added, That sure doesn't sound like something a good person would do to me. The fine hairs on the back of the girl's neck stood on end. I don't want to hear anymore. Uh, but then you gotta wonder, if they're not good people, then why are they here? What have they come back for? Floorboards creaked around the room as the man traveled around. And maybe they're sad or filled with regret. The creaking came to a halt alongside the bed. Or perhaps they're angry about how they died and you want to make others suffer like they did. The mattress sunk to one side as the man sat down. To keep herself from sliding in the dip, the girl pulled her trembling knees into her chest and scooted back. She didn't dare expose herself to the world outside the blanket. Please, please stop talking to me. Her eyes welled up with tears. But you still have been answered my original question. The man leaned forward. Now the girl could sense his head hovering inches above hers. Do you think ghosts are real? The girl's body tensed hard with a frail, trembling voice. She said, I don't know. Four pale fingers reached beneath the top of the sheet. Would you like to find out? On my 13th birthday, I'll find out when I die. What do you hope it's gonna be? Grace asked me as we stood on the hill, pulling up late dandelions. I don't know, something easy I guess, as long as I get to live long. I wouldn't even mind if it was an accident, I said. I placed a fistful of dandelions in the pouch of my skirt and hugged it into my belly. I hadn't put my thought into how I wanted to die, even though I would finally find out tomorrow, my 13th birthday. It felt like a rite of passage, like getting your first period, excited and dreadful. I envied everyone older than me, like my sister Amelia, who found out two years ago and wore the little charm bag around her neck as proof 
She had never told me what it was, nor had any of my family, but there must be something powerful about knowing. Ever since, she had carried herself different, like a real woman. Reese's birthday wasn't for another six months, and I knew she'd be looking to me to answer her questions. I heard the quota hasn't been met for accidents this generation, she said, or different cancers or heart attacks. I wouldn't mind a heart attack, I said, as long as I was old. Do you know who the council is for yours? She asked me. Nah, no one knows who the council is ahead of time. I know it would be the elders, but then there would be another three people from the town who make the decision. What if it's someone you know? She asked. That'd be a good thing, I said, ripping the lush yellow flowers out of the ground. Hopefully they'd give me something easy, unless they didn't like me, that is. If I was your counsel, I'd just kill you myself, she laughed. I stood up and shoved her spitefully. She dropped the edge of her skirt and let the dandelion leave the tumble on the ground. Lacey, she shouted. I laughed. She raffled through the wreckage of blossoms. Here, she said, handing me the fluffy gray remains of the dandelions. Blow on it and wish for what you want. I forced all the air out, propelling the little innocent tufts on the ground. I wish it's something good, I said. I ran up to the house in muddy, bare feet, leaving the trail of yellow dandelion petals behind me. My mother stopped me before I came in. She looked down at my feet but didn't say anything. Since it was coming up to my birthday, she wasn't scolding me as much. Sort out whatever leaves you got and feed them to the chickens, she said. And clean your feet up before you come in. I sat on the ground, uh, pulling the leaves off the finger-like roots. My mind couldn't help but wonder. Grace had bought up a lot of things about my birthday that I hadn't thought about. How did the council decide what I was going to get? Would I really want to die in an accident? Would it be something painful? What if someone on the council? What if they hated me and gave me something terrible? That night, I didn't sleep, which was expected. My mother and father let me stay up with them in their room. I sat next to mom in bed, looking at the black charm bag she wore around her neck in the firelight. You never tell me what you got, I said to her quietly. It's not something that needs to be spoken about, she says. It's not good to know how your mother will die. My father sat in the chair in the corner, poking the fire. You never told me how you were going to die, neither, I said to him more forcefully. It doesn't matter, he said. Still looking at the fire, which illuminated the long, vertical wrinkles next to his mouth. All that matters is, it's no time soon, and that I'll always be here for you. I sighed, unsatisfied, and pulled up the blanket. How does the council choose? I asked. They make it as fair as possible, Mom said. They look at the quota for each generation and life expectancy overall and try to make it balance out for everyone. I hope I have to ever be on anyone's council, I said. It sounds bad. You'll probably will one day, Dad said from the corner of the room. I eventually fell into a fitful sleep in front of the fire. I woke up every few hours, fretting about what the morning would bring.
and by the time dawn came, my insides felt with electric worry, like I had swallowed lightning bulbs. You should have a good feeling about this, mom said as she brushed and braided my hair. You're about to be a big girl now, a real lady. Dad came down into the kitchen and put on his jacket and hat. You're leaving? I asked him. Are you going to go be there for my birthday? I asked. Shush, he said. I'll be there when you get back. We can't go with you anyways. Papa left and Mama dressed me in a long red dress and walked with me to the barn on the edge of the town where it would take place. She didn't speak. Come with me, please. I begged her as we approached the barn. It's not going to turn out good if you don't come with me. Lacey, you know I can't, she said. You're a bear girl now. You gotta do it by yourself. It's just how it's done. She steadied my shoulders and I turned to walk into the barn. I pulled away from the door and cast light into the circle of elders that sat inside, raised on hay bales. Many of them had long, gray braided hair and looked at me with a soft focus. Before them sat the three members of the council, two were men from the town that I didn't know, but in the middle was my father. Papa? I whispered. I was confused. He was on the council. Lacey Brewer. One of the elders spoke. A council has convened to determine the matter and timing of your death, in line with the keeping of our community. What the four men please approach. My father stood and approached me. Twisted shadows were thrown all down his long, wet face. He stopped down to my level and held out the black flannel charm bag and slip of the paper. I'm so sorry, Lacey, he said. You may read the decision, one of the elders said to me. I carefully unfurled the slip of paper, looking at each of the ink letters. Cause, breast cancer, age 19. I sniffled with tears, letting out the hiccups in the back of my throat and said, Does this mean I can't have my own family at all? I asked the elders. My voice was barely a whisper. That's not for us to say, one of them said, pitying me. We only control the deaths. I nodded. I curled the paper up and put it in the back of my charm bag, and then tied it around my neck. Okay, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it a lot. I'll see you guys in the next story, so sit back, relax, and listen.